What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to week five of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2022 NFL season and postseason. This is, of course, taking place on Monday evening, so week four, not quite done yet. We do still have one more game on the go in week four. That happens this evening between, I believe, the Rams and the Niners. But schedules are what schedules are, and we are here doing the week five picks right now. And honestly, I'm not going to complain too, too much about the results from week four thus far. Again, 15 of the 16 games have completed so far in week four, straight up nine and six. So we're putting together strings of decent weeks straight up again this is this is uh, still with the monday night game yet to go so it could still get up to 10 and 6 you never know could hit that magic double digits but 9 and 6 has me 33 29 and 1 on the season so far it's a 52.4% clip but it's getting better over what it was from the previous couple of weeks now against the spread i would argue most successful against the spread week of the season 10 and 5 against the spread so far in the games in week 4 which actually now has me up a game over 500 against the spread so that is big news that is great news for me gotta love being there unfortunately i did give all of that back on the totals the totals were really really bad from last week only five and ten with just the monday night game yet to go so i'm now back to three games under 500 on the totals for the season 30 and 33 Definitely don't want to be there, but I'm pretty happy with a 10-5 and against the spread week, so I guess I got to take my medicine. In terms of the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks, I was 2-1 and across the board with all of those picks. Bronze pick, I was 2-1 and to move my record to 7-5 and overall. The Chargers beat the Texans. Denver failed to cover against the spread, but Washington and Dallas did stay under their point total. With the silver pick, Dallas beat Washington, Baltimore covered against the spread, but Miami and Cincinnati failed to go over their point total. Uh, Gold pick, uh, Philly beat Jacksonville, Minnesota covered against the spread, but Denver and the Raiders failed to stay under. And in the platinum pick, the Packers beat the Patriots, Kansas City covered against the spread, but Buffalo and Baltimore failed to go over. So I was what? That was 4-0 straight up. And three and one against the spread, but only went one and three on the totals. So two and one across the board. I'll take it. Platinum pick is now six, five and one on the season. Gold still under 500 at five and seven. Silver even money at six and six and bronze now up to seven and five. Taking a peek at the Bridgewater's finest straight up pick and pull with confidence points, of course. I'm now right in the middle of the pack, 18th out of 36 people in that pool. 299 of 544 possible confidence points to this point, of course, with the Monday night game yet to go in week five. It's 55% and it's up from, I think, almost right on 50% from last week. So we're moving in the right direction, propelled by a week four where I brought in 95 of 136 possible confidence points, 69.9% nice uh, with still the game tonight to go. Shout out to our week four leader. I believe they'll probably wind up winning the week, but you never know. Fourth and ridiculous, 13 and two. In week four, massive, massive week for them picking 113 of 136 possible confidence points so far, 83.1%. It's never a bad week when you hit that 80% clip on the confidence points. And for the fourth week in a row, we have a new overall leader. Broken ankle hops back into the overall lead. 37, 25, and 1 straight up on the season, 356 out of 544, which is good for 65.4%, again, with the Monday night game yet to go. So I think 4th and Ridiculous is going to win the week, and I think Broken Ankle might retain the overall leadership because I think most people are probably on the same team tonight, but if there's anything to correct, I'll do so in the comments. We're going to take a peek now into Fantasy Corner, which is brought to you by the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, the Dynasty Trade Calculator is one of the absolute best resources available to you online for Dynasty, Keeper, and Long-Term Fantasy Football. If you're like me and you've dove headfirst into 
dynasty and keeper and long-term fantasy, the dynasty trade calculator is absolutely where you need to go. Trade evaluations, player rankings, podcasts, all kinds of great experts. They're setting up a Discord server now that you can get early access to if you are one of their subscribers. And for as little as $3, you can gain access to one of the absolute best resources available to you online to help you win Dynasty Fantasy Football Championships. My affiliate link is in the description below, or at least it will be once I get the... uh, the metadata for this stream updated. It will be in the the description down below. Make sure you click on that. And again, for as little as $3, you're going to be able to gain access to that incredible tool. Now in fantasy are my two notable, really notable fantasy leagues this year. In the professionals dynasty, I'm going to be picking up my fourth straight loss. So I'm really not making the DTC look good here at 0 and 4 now to start the season. My team has really struggled and I just lost Javante for the season. So it's just all kinds of bad news. I dropped the game against Tim this week. That moves me to 0 and 4. However, in the Anti and Co Startup Dynasty Fantasy Football League, I picked up a projected win over Tensa. I was projected to lose that game and my team showed up. A 200-plus point performance. I'm going to potentially push for the highest score ever in that league. So I feel really, really good about that. That has moved my record to 3-1. and I've reeled off three straight wins after losing in the opening week. I have Week 5 matchups against Holly in the Professionals and AJ in the Ante and Co. Uh, It's a projected win over Holly in the Professionals, but I'm 0-4, so I'm not exactly dripping with confidence in that one. But a projected loss against AJ, so I've definitely got my work to do in Ante and Co. And I'll take this opportunity now, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of this live stream, of the video, the VOD, the podcast, wherever you happen to interact with this show, if you go down to the description, you are going to find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week five in NFL action. You are going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's finest pick'em pool for season 11 of this show. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, and you're going to find information on my great friends and sponsors at Nerd Tees. And like I mentioned right off the top, we got some news. So I've been asked in the past when it comes to Nerd Tees, Justin, aren't you a coffee drinker? So no, I'm personally not somebody that drinks hot coffee. Like I will drink cold coffee. I drink iced coffees. I drink cold brew, but I don't drink hot coffee. But obviously there's a, a metric ton of people that drink hot coffee and really love coffee. Nerdtease.ca now has partnered and is offering coffee as well. This is a big development for my friends at Nerd Tees. You can find them at nerdtees.ca, but there are coffee offerings now through Nerd Tees. Nerdtees.ca is where you need to go to find dozens and dozens of incredible loose leaf tea blends and coffee blends now. All kinds of accessories, great gift ideas as we're heading towards Christmas. And you're going to want to use my promo code, which is BWFINEST. That is going to save you 15% at checkout. You're also going to get free shipping in Canada on any order over 100 bucks, which is excellent value. You're also going to get a great conversion rate on the US dollar if you're one of my many viewers in the United States. Today's blend is blueberry, going with that Nova Scotia classic Blueberry tea, it's delicious, smells incredible, nerdtees.ca, it's just the best, folks, and they've been with me for a very, very long time. They're a brand I absolutely trust, nerdtees.ca, the promo code is BWFINEST, save you 15%, get your free shipping, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do it on nerdtees.ca. So with all the housekeeping and the formalities out of the way, we are ready to roll on some week five NFL picks, and we are going to kick things off with a game that had a whole heck of a lot more intrigue just a few short days ago, but now due to some very, very key injuries, this game looks wholly different than it would have beforehand. That's the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. Now, obviously, there are uh, two very notable, significant 
injuries to talk about when you talk about this football game, and they both come at the running back position. Jonathan Taylor, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's being evaluated. I think there's whispers about this being a multi-week kind of injury, so his availability for a Thursday night game after having just played, uh, genuinely I would be shocked if you saw him out there. And then, like I mentioned right off the top, Javante, man, man, oh man, oh man. And I just traded a running back in that league too. So I am all of a sudden very, very, very thin at running back. But Javante, he tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Since it's so early in the season, they do expect that he probably will be ready for week one of next year. But with ACLs, you never know. And especially at the running back position, it's an exceptionally dangerous Injury to have. I feel awful for Javante. He's one of my favorite young players in the league. I hope he bounces back better next year. And uh, look, we're looking at a game with two of the least reliable teams in the league. I would say so far this year. Like I don't, I don't know how you could, outside of being a real fan of either one of these franchises, I don't know how you could trust either one of them heading into this game. So. I'm going to do the only thing that makes sense to me, which is take the team that's uh, not the favorite. <laughs> like, especially when you have a line like this where you're the favorite's laying more than a field goal. No way I'm going to be laying that, laying points on two teams that I feel are essentially basically dead even. So we're actually going to go ahead and grab the Indianapolis Colts here uh, in Denver. As the dogs, I like this as an upset play here. Let's take the Colts in Denver to beat the Broncos team that is also not just dealing with a Javante injury, but now all of a sudden Russell Wilson has popped up on the injury report. So if there's quarterback question marks now, like this this Denver ship could be going down real quick. So we're going to grab the Colts here in the upset. Like I mentioned on the line, Denver's laying three and a half points here as a home favorite. I like Indianapolis to win, so give me the points, but I'd be hedging on this one either way. I don't think there's any way that you can lay three and a half points on either one of these teams. Total in the game set at 43 and a half points. This is, in fact, one of my favorite totals of the week. I have this thing staying under with the two run games that probably aren't going to look like they would normally look. Melvin Gordon's a little banged up. He's on the injury report, so he'll be getting the start, I assume, but... The, the difference between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams is night and day. Like, I mean, the, these two, they're entirely different players. So even Melvin Gordon at 100%, the run game doesn't look the same. We're going to stay under 43.5 points here, and I like it so much. Why not just go ahead and make it the platinum pick? Indianapolis and Denver under 43.5 points, my platinum pick on the totals this week. Let's go Indianapolis 21, Denver 20. Last-minute touchdown by the Colts, I think, sends them over the top in this one. Half Moon's picks in the chat. Gordon's Butterfingers. Yeah, a little bit too. He did lose that fumble. Um, I saw the fumble happen and at first I was like, oh my goodness, was that Javante? Because I'm like, oh God, that's going to hurt my fantasy teams. It's like, no, it wasn't Javante. And then I look later, I'm like, oh, Javante, just his ACL exploded. That's significantly worse. I would have much rather had the fumble. But you're absolutely right. The hands, not the greatest on Melvin Gordon or certainly not up to what you would hope for a guy that's going to be your starting running back now moving forward. So we're going to grab the Colts 21 to 20, take the points with Indianapolis and the Colts win outright. So we're now going to go back across the pond to Tottenham, the Tottenham Hotspur uh, stadium back over to London where the New York giants and the green Bay Packers will be playing on neutral ground. Uh, Packers picking up a win last week, not the most impressive looking win, that we've ever seen. Um, now, there is some injury, an injury conversation to have in this game as well. It could wind up being significant because the game's a little bit earlier than normal, but not necessarily uh, maybe as critical as the Javante injury we just talked about. Martin's in the chat. How you doing, Martin? Good to see you, bud. The one that we are talking about is the New York Giants at the quarterback position, and is Daniel Jones. His ankle got rolled up on. They're monitoring it. He didn't exactly sound the most enthusiastic I've ever heard him about his possibility of playing this week. And here's where that really compounds on itself. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Tyrod Taylor is in concussion protocol. So the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback 
both potentially not available to play. So for a second consecutive week, the Green Bay Packers could be feasting off of a team's third string quarterback. Now, look, it was kind of looking okay for the Patriots there for a little while in that game in Lambeau uh, in week four. But if that winds up being the case, I think Green Bay runs away with this thing. I do think Daniel Jones plays, and uh, so I don't think they have to worry about that. But it's certainly something to keep an eye on here moving forward. Um I got to feel like Green Bay is the better of these two football teams. Then that's not to take anything away from the Giants because the Giants, especially for the Giants, have had a really good start to this season. They absolutely have. But I got to grab who I think is the better team here on uh, on a neutral field. To me, that's the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to grab Green Bay to get the win over the Giants at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Martin, the Packers sure weren't doing too, doing too much feasting against the Patriots. I thought they'd cover the 10-point spread. Me too. TJ Harmon in the chat. Hey, Justin, what's up, Moon and Maddie? Thank you. Hey, TJ, good to see you, my friend. I think this is the first time I've uh, seen you catching the stream. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here. I appreciate that. On the line, the Packers are laying seven and a half points. That I don't think I can do because this Giants defense, I think, has played exceptionally well so far this season. I think I got to take those seven and a half points. It's a game that I think the Giants could win outright. I think their defense keeps this close enough to take the seven and a half points with the Giants. Total in the game set at 41 and a half points, and this is another total that I really, really like, but I got a gut feeling about this. For some reason, I just feel like this is staying under this point total. It's a very, very beatable number at 41 and a half, but I think it stays under. Like The Packers aren't lighting things on fire. Uh, the Giants offensively aren't lighting things on fire. I think this stays under the point total, so much so that the Giants and Packers under 41 and a half points going to be my bronze pick on my totals this week. Giants Packers under 41 and a half is the bronze pick. Let's go 23-17 in favor of Green Bay. Packers 23, Giants 17. Green Bay gets the win, taking the Giants with the points. Total stays under. Uh, half moon, Green Bay offense like watching paint dry. Sometimes. <sighs> Romeo Dobbs should have had that second catch. He should have had that second catch. He basically did have it until he didn't have it. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, Romeo. I was like, oh, no, Romeo. I can't believe they challenged that, by the way. I was like, who watching that replay, had he have a general idea what the rules are, thought that that was potentially a catch? I don't know. That, that to me, was crazy. TJ Harmon as well. The Packers almost let that game slip slip away. Uh, Zap shocked my system. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think he played fairly well. They, they did have that one touchdown pass that, I mean, should have been a time count, but it wasn't. It didn't get called. He made the play through the touchdown, so enjoyed that. Uh, back was towards the camera. Replay showed the drop. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, man, I don't know. It, it, I don't I don't know. I, I just don't know how anybody could challenge that. Anyway, that's that's now in the past. Uh, let's go to Buffalo. Bills playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this just kind of feels like one of those matchups of too much versus not enough. But thank you. Thank you, Mike Tomlin. Thank you, whoever made this decision on the sidelines. It's Kenny Pickett moving forward. The Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, so I, think I got a notification from the NFL app about it earlier today. The Steelers are going to move forward with Kenny Pickett, and uh, thank you. Thank you for their offense. Um, because, look, he didn't look great throwing the ball, but, man, he looked good running the ball. So I think he's definitely the key to unlocking the potential, the full potential of the Steelers' offense. He's obviously got to improve as a passing quarterback, but, I mean, what what rookie doesn't have to improve as a passing quarterback? Basically all of them. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had to improve as a passing quarterback. Josh Allen had to improve as a passing quarterback. So, I mean, it, it's it's not a criticism, right? But I'm so happy to see that they're finally going to be uh, handing the reins over to Pickett. It has to feel good. And they're going to get the dog water beaten out of them by the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is going to two-piece them with no biscuit, as they say. Um, man, the Bills are going to win this game big. But how big? How big is the question? 
I like the Buffalo Bills here at home, obviously, to pick up the win. Buffalo over Pittsburgh is my platinum pick straight up this week. It, like, I, I don't feel good about the fact that, like, two of Pittsburgh's safeties are on the injury report. I think both dealing with knee injuries. Or, well, one might be a knee. One might, Minka might be a knee and the other one might be a concussion, actually, now that I think about it. But, like, anything that's going to not limit the ability of Josh Allen is bad news for Pittsburgh. Here's my thing. They're laying 14 points. Minus 14. And it's not that they haven't earned that. Because I think the Bills offense probably has earned that. I just can't lay 14 points in an NFL game. It's not like 14-point wins don't happen. Of course they do. They definitely do. They happen every week. But to lay 14 just doesn't strike me as a smart move. So I got to kind of hold my nose here, but I'm going to take the 14 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think there's any way Pittsburgh wins this game outright, but I think they could just barely keep this thing within the 14 points. So we're going to go ahead and take plus 14 on Pittsburgh. Total in the game set at 47 and a half. This is another game that I don't think gets to this point total. It's my third straight under. I don't love it enough to put it in the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, but I'm going to stay under on this one too. Under 47 and a half points in Pittsburgh. Buffalo, let's go Bills 28, Steelers 17. Buffalo wins, take the points on the Steelers, total stays under. TJ Harmon, Bills going to blow the Steelers alive. Look, the possibility for the Bills to win this game by 40 is absolutely there. There's no question about that whatsoever. It is definitely there. It could definitely happen. I, I just can't lay those points. Yeah, half moon, 14 big. I have a 12-point cap. Oh, cool. To cap it at 12 points. That's interesting. Um, is that just because it's kind of a uh, like kind of a watershed number to cross? You know, two touchdowns minus the extra point conversions is there. I'm curious to know why 12 is your watershed mark and not say 10 or 14. So that's, that's interesting. TJ goes with 31, 13 bills. Again, that's a very realistic final score. Absolutely. And the minus 14 would hit in that case. Well, let's just, let's see what the Steelers offense has with Kenny Pickett. Uh, yeah, I can't do higher than 12 rule of thumb. It's interesting. Again, I'm, I'd be interested to know if there's something deeper that kind of goes into that number. Let's go to Cleveland now. Chargers are going to uh, be in town to the Cleveland Browns. Chargers are going to come into this game on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games. Chargers in Cleveland, uh, this game is so difficult for me specifically because I still have this picture in my mind of what the LA Chargers should be this year and they haven't quite reached that apex but I do feel like they're a team that's kind of on the rise Austin Eckler had a monster game last week I think he had three touchdowns two rushing touchdowns and a receiving if memory serves me correctly um I I, I really like this Chargers team they haven't shown me I still have to put them in a, a case of haven't shown me everything that they're capable of yet and I think that's genuinely where that team sits. Uh, the Browns, I feel like we've seen the best Browns until uh, Deshaun Watson comes back. Because when Deshaun Watson's back, it does fundamentally, whether you like the guy or not, it does fundamentally change their offense. So I think we've probably seen the best Cleveland that we're going to see. Now, if we see the best Cleveland in this game, I think this game is going to be tight. Uh, especially where the game is in Cleveland. I got to take the Chargers. I think the Chargers are the better football team, even though they're on the tail end of back-to-back. -back. I think they're starting to ascend. I think they're starting to get it together. So let's grab the Chargers here on the road in Cleveland to get the win over the Browns. Now, on the line, the Browns are taking three points uh, as uh, as home underdogs, and it's one of those lines that was really, really tempting to grab, but... I like the Chargers to win. It's a relatively small price to pay where you only got to lay the minus three. I think I got to lay that on them. So much so that Chargers minus three is going to be my gold pick here against the spread this week. Chargers to cover minus three. Gold pick against the spread. Total in the game set at 47 and a half points. Now, this is a game that I can see going over. I think 
Jacoby Brissett and the Browns will provide something on offense, and it's going to be enough to send this game over the point total. Let's go Chargers 28, Browns 20. Chargers win, Chargers cover the minus three, and take over on the point total. Uh, half moon, massage anyone, said Watson. Uh, I want to say too soon, but it's not. Uh, Herbert wins over Brissett 27-23. Closer final score than I have it, but kind of along the same line. Still taking the Chargers to cover the minus three, so I, uh, I feel good about that. We're up to six concurrent. We're moving along. We're only a half hour in, and we're four games into the picks, so feel good about that. We're setting a better pace this week. The Chicago Bears traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Obviously, battle of the NFC North here. The the uh, Bears coming into this game on the tail end of back-to-back road games. Uh, Minnesota, not quite the team. Like, Minnesota's doing well this year, but not quite the spread team that I kind of assumed that they would be. They covered against the spread last week, which was great. I believe that was their first against the spread cover all season. Somebody can double-check me on that, but I think... They're only one and three against the spread. So not exactly beating the lines, but they're still having a fairly successful start to the season. We probably haven't seen the best Minnesota Vikings. We probably haven't seen the best Chicago Bears to this point in the season. But I got to look at this division matchup. Which team is head and shoulders the better team? It's the Minnesota Vikings. So we're going to grab the better team at home here. I like Minnesota to pick up a divisional win. Minnesota gets the win over Chicago. Now against the spread, Minnesota's laying a full seven points. Both of these teams, I believe, are one and three against the spread so far this year. But do I lay a full seven points on the Minnesota Vikings when they're not covering these numbers with exceptional consistency this year? That's tough. Uh, I don't... uh, I don't think I can cover that number. And actually, TJ um, TJ mentioned something really, really interesting in the chat here. Why are the Vikings playing a week after London? I thought teams who play in the UK get the week off. It's really interesting because they're not starting by weeks until like week six. It doesn't look like anybody has a bye week because, like, I mean, we're doing the week five picks now. And I don't think anybody's got a bye up to this point. So they kind of condensed the bye weeks a little bit more by the look of the schedule, maybe by adding that extra week. But it's a good question. I thought teams who play in the UK get the next week off. It's an interesting question for sure. Uh, Abdi Dini in the chat, take Jefferson Yards over too. That seems like a safe bet, I would think, most weeks. Um, I think I think uh, whatever Justin Jefferson's yardage total is, it's probably a safe play to take the over. I'm going to take the Vikings to win, but I don't like Minnesota to cover that minus seven points. Give me the seven points on the Chicago Bears. Who knows? An upset here is possible. Total in the game set at 43 and a half. I don't think this thing goes over. Um, this is a really beatable number at 43 and a half, and I don't love this play one way or the other, but there's something about this that tells me to stay under on it. We're going to stay under 43 and a half points in Minnesota, Chicago. I think it's a tight game. Give me Minnesota 20, Chicago 17. Vikes win, Bears cover under the point total. So you might notice we're like five games in. I think I've taken like one upset so far. Rule of four is 4-0 so far. TJ, what upset? Uh, I have the Colts, um, Colts beating the Broncos. So uh, the uh, that's the Broncos are laying three and a half points at home. So I got the I got the Colts in the upset there. That's the only upset I've taken so far. Uh, Chicago won three of the last four in Minnesota. Mm, I'm glad I took the points. All right, we're gonna go with the Detroit Lions in New England to take on the Patriots, and it looks like I mean, look, it could be Brian Hoyer at quarterback. It could be Zappy again. I thought he looked okay. I thought he looked fine. He The moment wasn't too big for him, despite the fact that they were playing in Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. That's a big moment in a, and in a, not just in a rookie's career, but in the career of a rookie who wasn't a marquee rookie. Um, like he wasn't a first round pick or second round pick. I think, where was he? Fourth? I think it took him in the fourth round. So, I mean, for him to step, up to that moment and meet that moment. Honestly, I think that was a that was you know a fairly impressive performance. I think if they allow him to get a couple of more starts until Mac Jones can come back, 
uh, just to build that confidence, that would probably be the way that I would go if I were them. But then again, trying to tell Hoodie how to do anything that usually doesn't exactly end well for people. So the Lions are a team that is doing well against Vegas, but they're only one in three, I think. I think their record's only one in three this year. So they've won a game, which is great. They're also over machines. They're 4-0 to the over this year. And against the spread, they're doing fairly well as well. But they're just not quite, you know, picking up those results that actually matter. The Vegas results are fun for folks like us. But the actual results that they're looking for, the results on the field, haven't quite come along for the Lions yet. I think they're still moving in that direction. I think they're going to... The best is yet to come from the Lions. We'll put it that way. Uh, And actually, I think that probably starts this week. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions in New England in the upset here over the Patriots. It's not like the Patriots defense isn't good. We know the Patriots defense is good. But man, Detroit just going and going and going with the offense, just scoring points almost at will. TJ Hawkinson had a massive game last week. And that was without DeAndre Swift. Like that was without a nuclear weapon at running back. Like I, it seems like they can almost score points at will. So I don't think new England's defense keeps up with that. And I don't think the offense can keep pace. So we're going to take the lions in the upset in new England over the Patriots Uh, on the line. The Patriots are favorites by two and a half points here at home. So obviously I like Detroit to win. Give me the two and a half on the lions. There's going to be a two and O game or an O and two game. You know how it goes. Total in the game set at 46 and a half points. Uh, like Detroit's an over machine. They've gone over all four games this year. So let's take over 46 and a half points. So much so that Detroit and new England over 46 and a half is my gold pick on my totals this week. Lions and Patriots over 46 and a half gold pick. Let's go uh, 30 to 20 for the lions, Detroit, 30, new England, 20 lions, win lions cover and take the over, obviously, on the points. Uh, TJ, yeah, the Broncos are taking a dip. Uh, Brian Hoyer has a head injury. I would try Zap. Field goal win in New England. Um, Martin, I didn't know any defense can make the Seahawks offense look good. Uh, Martin also says Detroit hasn't won a road game in ages. They're way overdue. I agree. Uh, Half Moon, I have TJ on my fantasy. He rocked those points. Uh, TJ Harmon, if Swift and Amon Ra come back next week, Lions could route. Absolutely. I mean, like if they get those pieces back, look at what they did without them. Like that, that offense is capable of flying. Speaking of flying, let's fly through the next couple of games here. The Seattle Seahawks in New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, Seahawks coming into this game on the tail end of back-to-back road games. I don't really know what to make of either one of these teams. Now, the Saints should get Kamara back which is nice because as we've seen, Mark Ingram is almost a non-factor. So if Kamara's not in there, uh, boy, like the, and, and I mean, Kamara hasn't exactly lit things on fire this year either, but he's a far cry more reliable than Mark Ingram is. It just, I don't know that Ingram's got anything left in the tank. So uh, I got to take Seattle. I think I got to take Seattle here. I think they're the team that I can, rely on a little bit more, although still, I don't really know that either one of these teams is approaching that area of calling them good, but I think I'm just going to take the dog here, get some points, grab an upset win. Let's take Seattle on the road in New Orleans to get the win over the Saints. On the line here, New Orleans is laying five and a half points as a home favorite. Obviously, I'm taking Seattle to win, so I'm going to grab those five and a half points on the Seahawks total in the game set at 45 and a half points kind of 50 50 but neither one of these offenses strike me as anything all that special so I think we're going to go ahead and grab the under in this one under 45 and a half points in Seattle New Orleans let's go Seahawks 17 Saints let's go nine let's go three field goals no touchdowns an old good old-fashioned Seattle Seahawks game 17 to nine Let's go to a battle of the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins in New York to take on the Jets. Uh, The Dolphins coming into this game in the tail end of back-to-back road games. They're the fourth team in five games that are playing back-to-back roadies. Um, And boy, when you're talking about the Dolphins, you, this week anyway, 
are not talking about Tua Tagovailoa. He has already been ruled out for this game in week five with, you guessed it, a concussion. Who would have thought that maybe he had a concussion the whole time? Certainly not the independent neurologist who got canned. The entire situation with Tua is disgusting that it could get to where it got to. Absolutely disgusting that it could get that far. I don't like to wish people to lose their jobs. I'm kind of glad that guy did because obviously just not doing their job and playing fast and loose with the career of a potential young superstar, a young superstar, left-handed quarterback. We don't see left-handed quarterbacks anymore. It shocked me that it got that far. Anyway, two is not going to be playing this week. I think that kind of spells bad news for the dolphins. I mean, I understand that it's a, you know, the competition's not exactly up to their level or the level that they've proven that they're at this season. Weird things happen in division games, man. I like the New York Jets at home to pick up an upset, third straight upset victory that we're grabbing there. See, I told you rule of four, these things happen. I'm going to grab the upset here, the Jets at home to pick up the win over the Miami Dolphins. Let's take New York to get the win. Uh, On the line, the Jets are taking three and a half points here as a home dog. I like them to win, so give me the three and a half. Uh, Total in the game set at 44 and a half. I don't know what the Dolphins' offense is going to look like without Tua. I don't know what the Jets' offense is going to look like, period. I think Zach Wilson's back this week. So that should be an uptick for them, or certainly an uptick for certain players. Hello, Garrett Wilson. He has finally re-entered the chat. But uh, I think we're going to have to stay under on this one. Under 44.5 points in New York, Miami. Let's go uh, 17-13 in favor of the Jets. So Jets win, Jets cover, under on the points. Zach, oh my God, Zach was back this past week, wasn't he? I don't know what I was thinking. He is. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Teddy, yeah, Teddy, uh, Martin brings up that it, you know, they had their bad game in Cincinnati. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a more than capable backup quarterback. He absolutely is um, susceptible to some mistakes and some bad play, which I guess everybody is, but a little more frequently for Teddy, I find. And look, I share his namesake. I got, I got nothing but love for the man, but uh, I'm going to take the Jets there in the upset. Yeah, I, I can't believe I didn't remember that Zach Wilson came back last week. hi yeah, yeah. Uh, Atlanta Falcons in Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Now, the Bucks, of course, came up on the short end of the stick Sunday Night Football last night. Atlanta, if nothing else, Atlanta's been fairly, uh, fairly, res- fairly good actually with their uh, Vegas results. Right, the spreads, the totals, what have you. I think Atlanta might be 4-0 against the spread, either 4-0 against the spread or 3-1 against the spread. They've been playing very, very well against Vegas's numbers. We'll put it that way. Bucks have to be angry. They've got to be angry after getting, you know, kind of beaten up last night in a marquee game, which does not happen to them very often. So I have to imagine that they're going to be angry. They're going to be hungry. Mike Evans looks like an absolute monster. I mean, I knew he was a monster. Sorry for the coughing, by the way. I mean, I knew he was a monster, but like, he he's like playing angry, like playing ready to tear this league down. So I, I think he's probably in line for another touchdown, maybe another two. And uh, I think Tampa Bay gets back on the right side of par in this one. We're going to take the Bucks uh, at home to pick up the win straight up. So much so, the Tampa Bay over Atlanta is my bronze pick. I'm only making it the bronze pick because it's a division game. Weird things happen in division games. But we're going to take Tampa to get the win over Atlanta. Uh, oh, I got all kinds of stuff happening in the chat. We'll get to that in one second. Tampa Bay is laying eight points here as a home favorite. That I'm not going to do. I'm not going to lay the full touchdown. I probably should, to be honest, because this kind of feels like Tampa's breakout game. But I'm going to take the plus eight because, look, 
Atlanta hasn't failed anybody against the spread so far this year. So I'm going to take the eight points on the Falcons. It kind of protects against the upset, but I don't exactly feel the greatest about taking the eight points, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, You know what? I'm going to make that my bronze pick. I don't love it, but I think Atlanta has earned that. So I think we'll go ahead and take Atlanta plus the eight points. We'll take it as the bronze pick, even though genuinely there are other spread plays this week that I like better than that. So this could be a bad play on my part, but we're going to grab that as the bronze pick. Uh, Total in the game set of 48 and a half points. I think both of these teams are capable of scoring some points. We saw Tampa's defense buckle a little bit uh, on Sunday Night Football. Of course, against Patrick Mahomes, most defenses buckle. But I do think they might be a little susceptible coming off of that, if for nothing else, from a confidence perspective. So I think we go over on this one. Over 48 and a half points in Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Let's go Bucks 28, uh, Falcons 24. Bucks get the win. Falcons cover against the spread to move to 5 and 0 against the spread. Point total goes over. All right. Let's check in in the chat here because it's been a couple of games since we've done that. Uh, TJ, I don't trust Teddy. Gorian, Gorian is in the chat dropping some uh, dropping some money line plays here. Denver Packers Bucks. He also says Vikings Rams KC all money line. Could very well happen. Uh Half Moon says terrible Ted Martin. I'll go with Moon. Uh do up, do down. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Bucks get back in the win column. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, TJ Mahomes got his revenge on the goat. He did. Like, look, man, right from the right from the opening kick when uh, was it Rashad White uh, fumbled the first kick return of the game, and Kansas City just immediately scores. It's just like, okay, this is this is going to be Chiefs game here. Uh, Gorian says Tampa Bay by ten. That's not good. It has to be by less than 10. Uh, Atlanta 4-0 against the spread. Thank you, Moon. I appreciate that. Uh, Godwin's back, says Gorian. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on now. Two teams that I have absolutely no faith in whatsoever, the Tennessee Titans and the Washington Commanders. But I think one of these teams is genuinely good, and I think the other team is just... Uh, Tennessee on the tail end of back-to-back road games heading into this one. Now, Washington of note. Washington should be getting or potentially should be getting Brian Robinson back. Now, obviously great story um, uh, in terms of his recovery, not a great story about how his problems began, obviously, but the fact that he's so close to being back to playing football and there were those video clips that came out of him running routes. And it's just like, Oh man, like from being as close as he could have been to a result being way, way worse than that to potentially being back playing football in week five or week six at the highest level in the world. It's pretty damn awesome as far as I'm concerned. He could be due back this week. Uh, If not, we'd probably be looking at next week uh, for Brian Robinson. I got to go with Tennessee here. But again, the Titans are this team that I don't know. And I think my good friend Keith, a uh, long-standing member of this community, Keith Bailey, basically my resident Tennessee Titans insider, would probably agree with this, where it's just like, that's a team that you almost can't figure out. They beat teams they shouldn't beat, they're competitive with, and lose to teams they shouldn't lose to. They're like my version of the LA Chargers over the last couple of years. Like the Chargers have been the team that's been the hardest team in the league for me to peg down. And Tennessee is like right up there with them basically. But Tennessee is a genuinely good football team. And I can't say the same thing about Washington. So we're going to go ahead and take the Tennessee Titans here on the road in Washington to get this win. Now, Washington's only taking two and a half points here as a home dog. I like Tennessee to win. That's a small price to pay. I'll lay the two and a half points on the road Titans. Total in the game is 43 and a half. I I gotta go with the over here, I think. I don't think this flies over one way or the other. I think this is actually a pretty good number. Uh, I'm gonna go 24-21 Tennessee. Uh, Yeah, we'll go 24-21 Tennessee. Tennessee wins. Tennessee covers, and actually, I like Tennessee minus two and a half enough that I'm going to make that my silver pick against the spread this week. Tennessee minus 2.5, silver pick against the spread. I got no problem laying that small amount of points 
on a genuinely good football team against a genuinely not very good football team. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, Tampa Bay wins. This is half moon. Tampa Bay wins by one score. Atlanta wins against the spread. Uh, eight. Excellent. Uh, oh, half moon. Do up, do down. I understand. So like Washington do up, Tennessee do down. Uh, let's hope that's not the case. Cause that's going to be very destructive against my picks this week. If that winds up being the case, uh, TJ Titans going to win Wentz stinks. Boy, it's so funny watching uh, watching clips from the Pat McAfee show where he's like talking directly to Washington Commanders fans and he's like, did I lie to you? Like, I told you exactly what it was about Wentz. Not that I dislike the guy, but he'll make a, a, a Super Bowl winning play and then sprain both ankles on the same play the next time out. Like, it's just, it's it's nuts. Hey, we hit, we just hit double digit concurrence. That's pretty awesome. Hello to the folks who are coming in watching the live stream. We're a little better than halfway through our picks for week five so far in the NFL. We're going to go ahead and move on to the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, boy, um, they're one of the most surprising teams in the league to me this year. And it's, you say that about a team that it's what, I think two and two. So, but the fact that they've already won a couple of games this year, uh, the Jags are definitely surprising me, and Doug Peterson might be making himself a case for, they don't award comeback coach of the year, but they almost should. Uh, and the Texans, what do you say about the Texans? Not much good. Um, Davis Mills had probably his best game of the season last week. I don't think it's going to be good enough. Nico Collins had a good game last week. Don't think it's going to be good enough. I think the Jags have earned the kind of confidence from me despite everything going against that franchise. Right from the management of that team all the way down. Everything going against that franchise. I think they've earned this from me. Not only am I going to take the Jags to win. We're going to take the Jags to win at home. Jacksonville over Houston is my gold pick straight up this week. Jacksonville beating Houston is the gold pick. And not only am I going to do that, but I'm going to lay those seven points. The Jags are a full touchdown favorite at home. And I would never at the beginning of this season have considered laying a full seven points on Jacksonville. But I'm going to do it this week. Jags cover minus seven at home against Houston. Total in the game set at 44 and a half points. I think this is an over. It's a very beatable number. Half Moon in the chat goes, ew. I know. I don't love it. I don't love it. But we're going to lay those points. Um, very beatable number here on the total. I think this number goes over, over 44 and a half points in Jacksonville, Houston. I'm going to go Jags 34, Houston 14. I think the Jags offense comes to play. Trevor Lawrence is slinging the football. He's playing really good ball. He's got very capable receivers in his receiving core, and he's got a depth of receivers in this receiving core as well. So I'm going to see, I'm going to go for a bunch of points here in this game for Jacksonville. Let's go with a blowout 34 to 14 Jags win Jags cover over on the points. Uh, five games left on the slate. Uh, we are going to go to Carolina. Now the Panthers are going to play host to the San Francisco 49ers. Now San Francisco, obviously going to be coming into this game on the short week because of course they play tonight against the Rams, who we're going to talk about in the next game after this. Uh, and Carolina, just not a particularly great football team. But what I am seeing from Carolina and what I'm noting from them, Christian McCaffrey kind of turned that corner, hasn't he? Like, you're starting to see it. We're certainly seeing it last week. Christian McCaffrey starting to find that extra gear that makes him one of the best backs in football. Found the end zone last week at least once, I think. And just starting to string together those solid, consistent games. This is one of those matchups where I don't think either one of these teams are particularly good. For San Francisco, it's really not their fault. Like, I mean, somebody's got a voodoo doll of that team. They have to. Because, man, that team is snake-bitten. They have so many injuries across the board on the defense, on the offense. They cannot keep that team healthy. I am going to go with the Carolina Panthers in the upset Carolina gets the win at home in Carolina. Let's take the Panthers 
to beat the Niners on short rest. Uh, Carolina is taking four and a half points here as the home dog. So I'm going to go ahead, obviously, and grab those four and a half. This feels like a decent hedge to me one way or the other because the Niners offense is far from explosive. So even if you like the Niners to win, I think you take the points here. I think taking the plus four and a half is the smart way to go. Total in the game set at 40, and this is, I think, the lowest, it is the lowest total of the week. And even though it is the lowest total of the week, I think you go under on it even even with that because neither one of these offenses are fantastic. We're going to go ahead and go Carolina 17, San Francisco 16. I think Carolina wins it on a last second field goal. Get uh, the win at home in dramatic fashion. TJ, Carson Wentz going to get sacked at least four times. I think he's going to get sacked at least 40 times. I think if we're being perfectly honest, no. Uh, Washington do up, Tennessee do down. Eh. Titans 27, Commanders 24, says TJ. Half Moon chimes in. Washington only one rushing touchdown on them this year. Their run defense, at least the scoring run defense, has been quite good. Martin, I definitely don't see do up, uh, do down to apply to Washington. They are bad. Uh, Half Moon, they're due. Home dogs. TJ, Jags win. He also goes Jags 31, Texans 17. Uh, Half Moon, Crap Bowl, divisional game, talking about the Jags and the Texans. Totally understand, but I, I genuinely think the Jags have earned that from me this year, especially with all the garbage I've given the Jags in years past. I think they've deserved it. Uh, Martin, and Houston doesn't have a decent defense. Yeah, Houston number 32 ranked defense, absolutely. TJ, Jags win if it doesn't pour in Jacksonville. One way or the other, I'm not I'm not crazy worried about, uh, about the... Um, about the weather. Uh, CMC can't stay healthy. Absolutely. It's been exceptionally tough and it's been, you know, real tough sledding for that guy to, uh, to stay on the field. And, uh, that's why I made it a point of drafting Chuba Hubbard as much this year as I possibly could, because a, a CMC injury almost feels inevitable. Like, it almost feels like it's gonna happen. Uh, TJ thinks the 49ers, uh, win, I uh, don't think I'll take San Francisco to lose via Carolina. It's understandable. That's upsets, man. Upsets. Houston's won the last four in Jacksonville. Yeah, but that was back when Houston had like some good teams. Houston used to be good sometimes. So <laughs> I'm going to, that, that's the way I'm going to, I'm going to um, tap dance my way out of that one. Uh, Matt Rule needs the win and appreciates your support, Justin. I hope he does. I hope I get a Christmas card from Matt Rule this year. That that's I'm I'm putting that on my Christmas list. I want a Christmas card from Matt Rule. Uh, I'll never draft CMC again. Totally, I get it. Uh, Colts still predicted to win the division somehow. Yeah, that would be um <clears throat> that would be a bit of a push for me. Dallas Cowboys in Los Angeles taking on the Rams. The Rams, of course, will be on short rest because they're going to be playing uh, this evening. Dallas, Cooper Rush, man, he just keeps getting that, uh, just keeps getting them wins. I mean, he what did he start his first, cow, yeah, first Cowboys quarterback to start his career 4-0 for a long time, like it's uh, maybe ever was it ever was he the first Cowboys quarterback ever to start his career four and zero or five and zero or whatever it was. Look, man, Cooper Rush. I criticized him early. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but man, he's played fairly well, and he's certainly gotten the results to match up with it. Uh, top to bottom, I just think the Rams are the better football team. I really do. Pending what happens tonight, who knows? A massive injury could happen tonight. I certainly hope it doesn't. I'm going to knock on wood after saying that. Hopefully it doesn't. I just think the Rams are the better team, especially in Los Angeles. Going to grab the Rams here to get the win over the Cowboys. On the line, they're laying five and a half points, though, as a home favorite. And I will give Dallas enough credit that I do think Dallas covers this number. So give me the five and a half points. Hedging my bets here. Give me the plus five and a half. On the Cowboys. Total in the game set at 45 and a half points. Very beatable number, but I'm going to stay under on it. I think the offenses are good. The offenses are certainly solid on both sides. For some reason, I just feel the defense is coming to play in this one. We're going to stick under 45 and a half points in Los Angeles, Dallas. Let's go Rams 23, Dallas 20. Rams get the win. Cowboys cover under the point total. 
Half Moon's picks, Terry Bradshaw number watching. Oh yeah, there was there was 12 there for a little bit, wasn't there? Uh wish him well. Uh Rams win and cover uh from Gorian. Uh TJ Harmon, Rams gonna beat them boys. Dak is a step back. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Uh says Half Moon. TJ in the chat. Cam Akers needs a huge game. He's becoming a fluke as a running back. Cam Akers is, I think, due for a big performance here in the next couple of weeks. I don't see Daryl Henderson as a massive threat to his touches. His touch count has gone up, up, and up. I think Cam Akers is due for a breakout here in the next couple of weeks. I hope it happens. Gorian is also apparently very upset about a pick that I just made. All I see in the chat is, no! Eagles and Cardinals, Philadelphia traveling to Arizona to take on the Cards. Eagles, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Spoiler is going to be a real quick one on this one. I don't think that changes this week. I don't think Arizona has got the team to contend with the team that I'm seeing in Philadelphia right now. Even when the Eagles get down 14-0 in that game against Jacksonville, man, I... There's something about this Eagles team. They're playing exceptional football. So we're going to go ahead and grab Philadelphia on the road in Arizona to extend their unbeaten record. Philly beats Arizona. Uh, On the line, Philly is laying five and a half points here as a road favorite. I'm going to go ahead and lay those points with them as well. Uh, We're going to lay the minus five and a half on Philadelphia. So much so that Eagles minus five and a half. My platinum pick against the spread this week. And that is just how much credit that I am given to the Philadelphia Eagles so far this season. They are monstrous so far this year. It's the offense. The defense is playing well as well. I think they cover this number and I like it so much that it's the platinum pick. And the total in the game, 49 and a half. I think the Eagles' defense kind of comes to play in this one. I'm going to go under this point total again. The league is skewing so far under. Fans love overs, but the overs are not hitting this year. It's like a little better than one-third of the games are going over. The rest of them are all hitting unders. We're going to stick under 49.5 points in Philly, Arizona. Let's go Eagles 28, Arizona 18. Philly wins. Philly covers under the points. Gorian saying, don't beat yourself. It's under a touchdown. I'm assuming that's the hedge in uh, Dallas and the Rams. I get it. But when it's two good football teams, boy, it's tough to lay um, to lay a large number of points, almost two full field goals. No, it's not a touchdown. I totally understand. But I- I'm going to hedge. Two games left. The Cincinnati Bengals in Baltimore taking on the Ravens battle of the AFC North. Bengals get to come into this one, of course, with the benefit of the long week, having played against Miami on Thursday. Uh, Baltimore, this is a very good offense. It's a very good offense. Is this the worst defense in the NFL? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to leave that to the chat. Is there a defense that you trust less than the Baltimore Ravens? Boy, oh boy. For a team that I think everybody believes is like elite, like upper echelon elite, I have no faith in that defense at all. And against a team that has offensive weapons like Cincinnati does, assume T. Higgins plays. He's got the questionable tag, but I assume T. Higgins plays. A team that's got the offensive weapons that the Bengals have, this is in a prime time game. I just don't know how Baltimore keeps them off the scoreboard effectively and efficiently enough to win this football game. I like the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Baltimore to upset the Baltimore Ravens because Baltimore's laying three points here as a home favorite. And they deserve to be a home favorite. They do. Baltimore's an exceptionally difficult place to win in. So they absolutely deserve to be a home favorite. I just think Cincinnati's got too many weapons here. Lamar obviously is incredible, but Rashad Bateman is banged up. Some of his weapons are banged up here, though J.K. Dobbins looked uh, fairly good last week. I just like the Bengals here, especially with the extra rest. Let's take Cincinnati to get the win. Take Cincinnati plus the three points. Total in the game set at 47.5. Now, I did just say 
what I said about the Baltimore Ravens and about, I don't know how you keep them off the scoreboard consistently enough. Allow me to now be a massive hypocrite. Completely go against the thing that I just said. I love the under in this game. (laughs) I shouldn't love the under in this game. There's no reason, and I'm going to get lit up in the chat, and that's okay. There's no reason to love the under in this game other than my most prodigious gut. I go with what my gut's telling me, especially in this one. I can't explain it. I can't tell you why I love it. Under 47 and a half points in Cincinnati and Baltimore. I love it so much. It's my silver pick on the totals this week. I just adore the under in this, and I cannot tell you why. Don't ask me to, because I can't do it. We are going to go Cincinnati 23, Baltimore 17. Cincinnati wins. Cincinnati covers under the point total. Gorian, makes sense to me. You know what? I appreciate when people have my back. And then Half Moon comes in with an actual statistic. Don't give me statistics. (laughs) 41 to 17 last year in Baltimore. I genuinely, I think this is a bad play. I love it, and it's a bad play, but I still love it. Final game of the week. The Las Vegas Raiders in Kansas City taking on the Chiefs. Obviously, we just saw the Chiefs last night on Sunday Night Football with a domineering offensive performance against a great defense, against an exceptional defense in the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're easily a top 10 defense in my mind in the NFL. They're very, very good. And you saw right from the jump, the Kansas City Chiefs went in and did exactly what they wanted to do. This is obviously a divisional game. The Raiders picked things up a little bit last week. So I think this is a high-scoring game. I definitely think this is a game that is the kind of AFC West matchup that I think most of us expected early in the season. Like most of us in the preseason thought this division is going to be fireworks. I think that's what this game is going to be. Think about it. Monday night football, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, the Raiders, um, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, like the, the resurrection of Josh Jacobs. Very, very cool to see. Super happy about that. I got to take the Chiefs here, especially where the game's in Kansas City. If the game was in Vegas, I might actually lean on the upset here. But we are going to go ahead and take the Kansas City Chiefs, to win this game at home over the Raiders. On the line, Chiefs are laying 7.5 points as a home favorite. Division game, it's tough for me to buy that extra hook. There's very few teams I'll buy this extra hook on. The Chiefs are one of them, so I'm going to go ahead and lay those 7.5 points on Kansas City. Total in the game set of 51.5. I don't think this total has any hope unless all the offensive pieces for both of these teams wind up getting hurt in the same game. Uh, I don't think this number has any chance. You could give me a 60 here, and I'd probably go over on it. Over 51.5 points in Kansas City, Las Vegas. Let's take uh, Kansas City 37, Las Vegas 27. There you have it, folks. Those are your picks for week five in the NFL, and I will go over the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks here with you. Just one more time, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze straight up. Platinum pick, Buffalo over Pittsburgh. Gold pick, Jacksonville over Houston. Silver pick, Kansas City over Las Vegas. And bronze pick, Tampa Bay over Atlanta. Against the spread, platinum pick, Philadelphia minus five and a half. Gold pick, the Los Angeles Chargers minus three. Silver pick, the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half. And the bronze pick, the Atlanta Falcons, plus eight points. And on the totals, platinum pick, Indianapolis and Denver, under 43 and a half. Gold pick, Detroit and New England, over 46 and a half. Silver pick, Cincinnati and Baltimore, under 47 and a half. And the bronze pick, the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers. Once again, that game in London on the Tottenham Hotspurs uh, field, that game going under the 41 and a half point total. 
Ladies and gentlemen, those are your picks. That is your show for week five. I want to thank you so, so much for taking the time. Whether you're in here with me in the chat live where up to 12 of you have been today, I think it's the best that we've done so far this season in terms of concurrent viewers or whether you're watching the VOD, whether you're listening to the podcast, however you're consuming the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to check out the picks this week. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tease. Week 5 picks now in the books. Enjoy Monday Night Football tonight. We will see you again for Week 6 Picks. Thank you.